Entering Social. My name is Courtney Sandora, and throughout this podcast series, you'll be hearing from myself and the Go Social team. Go Social is a PR and social media marketing firm with offices in Denver, Colorado, and Louisville, Kentucky. We'll be discussing social media trends and influencer best practices in the food and beverage landscape. If you have any questions and want to reach out, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the Go Social, or you can visit our website at goforthbesocial.com. Today we're joined with Caroline, better known as the social sipper on social media. Um, based in San Diego, Caroline shares fresh and simple cocktails across her feed while working with beverage brands to help upgrade their cocktail photography with her professional skills. Welcome, Caroline. We're so excited to have you. Thank you. I am so excited to be here. Thank you. Well, we'll go ahead and dive in. Um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and when you found your passion for crafting these um, amazing and, and uh, photogenic cocktails? Yeah, so I'm Carolyn. I am a food stylist, a photography ed- educator, and I'm the founder of Social Sipper, as you mentioned. Um, and I grew up in the restaurant industry, which I think just being growing up in a family that's really focused on food and drink really kind of molded my interest in both food and beverage. So I always thought of food as like the center of social events and family events and drinks as well um, as I became old enough obviously Mm -hmm. to drink. So um, that's kind of where I started my interest in working with food and drink. And then as kind of like I got to that point in my life where a lot of my girlfriends are starting to get married. Um, I, I started becoming the go-to cocktail person <laughs> for like um, bridal showers, events, all these things. Like I'm the girl that you talk to about what recipe to bring, or I'm the one bringing the recipe and making the batch drinks. So that kind of naturally happened. And once I started getting a lot of questions, I was like, mm-hmm. I should hone this in a little bit more. I actually never worked um, as a mixologist or bar bartender professionally or trained that way, um, but kind of just did it for fun and Mm. um, then began to hone that skill to create drinks that I loved at home. And when I had friends over, um, they enjoyed them as well. And kind of that interest is what started, started the social sipper. Yeah, no, that's awesome. It's so great to hear your backstory and kind of just kind of coming from the restaurant industry and then turning kind of your craft into your passion. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of, can you tell us when you started Instagram, you know, when you kind of started posting and kind of your introduction, you know, into becoming a social media guru and, um, you know, how you started working with brands? Yeah. So actually, before I started the social sipper, um, I had an unsuccessful (laughs) Instagram account. It was Mm -hmm. just like a foodie Instagram account where I was just kind of sharing all things food. Um, At that time, I was working as a food stylist. So I was sharing a little bit of my work. Uh, Sometimes I would share a recipe. I was just kind of a a little bit uh, all over the place with just sharing a bunch of different things. But Mm -hmm. even though I was sharing all different things, I was spending a lot of time on it and still wasn't really seeing any traction Mm -hmm. or success with the account. So um, I was at this place where I was like, okay, well, 
I'm either going to stop doing this or I'm going to do, do something else. <laughs> I'm going to do it differently. Um, because um, as you know, growing uh, or just creating and sharing consistent, valuable content takes a lot of time. So, um, and then all the other things that go along, along with it. So at that, that's when I decided um, along with my husband, Travis, to start the social sipper mm-hmm. and um at that time, I was like, I want to be really strategic about this. Like, I want, I want to know who I'm sharing con- content for. Like, mm-hmm. I want to know my niche. I want to have a specific style. Um, so along with just sharing recipes and valuable content for um, mostly women in their 20s and 30s who are interested in cocktails at home, right. I was thinking um, also just about how can I, how can this be like a creative outlet for me to share beautiful things as well? So it's right. kind of like um, both for me, a creative outlet as well as a place to showcase my work and then hopefully create value for my community. So um, mm-hmm. we started in 2018 um, and things like with all the work that I had already put into the other Instagram account that mm-hmm. there was nothing really happening on Mm -hmm. um things kind of like took off really quickly we saw really fast success with the changes and shifts that we made which is really exciting and today now we just have um the part about the social sipper that's most exciting for me is just this community of people that are excited about cocktails and making Mm -hmm. the cocktails and um anyone that i can inspire to kind of mix on their own at home (laughs) yeah definitely no I think um that's an amazing story you know you know you didn't give up you know you had your first profile and then made some changes can you talk a little bit about like what you did differently on the social zipper account yeah so um as I mentioned with my last Instagram account I was kind of just sharing all different sorts of things so especially when I started I was very very clear on the social zipper like who my ideal mm-hmm. follower and my audience was. And it so my niche wasn't just cocktails. Like I got way more narrow than that. I was like, I want, um, the, these are the type of, like I want to share for the type of people that aren't mixologists. They don't have a professional background. They don't want to spend a hundred dollars on different mm-hmm. bottles to make one cocktail at home, but they want an upgraded experience when they are making a cocktail at home. They want something that tastes good, that's fresh and accessible. So that was exactly who the content was for. I wanted ingredients that you could get at the grocery store. I didn't want it to be super complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I still wanted to use fresh and seasonal flavors and have beautiful presentations. So I just stayed laser focused on that person. And I was like, would this, would my girl like this cocktail? And every time I posted, I thought about that. So that along with, of course, photography and the quality of the content being shared um, was something that I focused on as well. So I created, um, kind of a pretty specific style. At the time when we started out, a lot of cocktail content, well, there wasn't nearly as much as there was as there is today, but mm-hmm. most of the accounts out there, um, they were very dark. It was kind of like wood, dark and moody. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that doesn't really like that, that doesn't vibe with my 
my girl. Right. <laughs> my girl is bright, <laughs> colorful, clean, yeah. white. So that's the style that we also really stuck uh, specifically to instead and don't really still don't go outside too far mm -hmm. outside of that style. So it's continued on for the past few years. So I think those are probably the biggest things that like the biggest changes from mm -hmm. not um, having success to being successful. Yeah, no, that's amazing to hear. You kind of, you know, personified your brand and just mm -hmm. stuck with that. So did you see a lot of um, growth during the pandemic since you're so, since you hone in on, you know, creating your, your own cocktails at home? Yeah. So that was, I, I think just in general, um, because of the pandemic, obviously everyone mm -hmm. was, um, like had no choice right. but to start making cocktails at home. So that was definitely a good thing for our account. We definitely reached a lot of new people and then it opened up the doors to work with a lot of brands that might not have been thinking about cocktail content mm -hmm. as much before. So that was really exciting as well. But I love that that shift kind of happened. Mm -hmm. um, in general, I think now um, beverage brands are they are doing so many new creative things with like just upgrading your cocktail experience at home. There's just this whole shift overall that like you, right. you don't have to go to a restaurant or a fancy bar to have that really nice experience. So it's exciting that that shift happened. One of the good things that came out of, of a rough couple of years for many people. So yeah, definitely. Now that that makes a lot of sense. Um, and, and it has been wonderful just to see, you know, your, your content and, you know, your range of brands you've worked with. Do you have a favorite brand or campaign that you've worked on so far? Oh, I have a lot, but a couple favorites. Uh, I always love working with Empress Gin just because they're like a beautiful, vibrant colored mm -hmm. <laughs> product that is so fun to mix with. Mm -hmm. But um, I also get excited to work with non-alcohol brands as well. So like Crate and Barrel, is, uh, we've partnered mm -hmm. with a few times and that's really exciting um, just because then it's about like creating the presentation and hosting, which is yeah. something obviously I'm passionate about. Um, and we partnered with Lulu's, which is kind of fun. It's a clothing brand, um, yeah. but it's fun to partner just with brands that the, the my girl is also their girl. <laughs> Definitely. So, yeah, it, it's, it kind of opens the door for to new, um, new people that aren't thinking about cocktails, which is exciting for me. Yeah, definitely. No, that's really great to hear. Um, when you're kind of creating those cocktails, whether, you know, it's with a branded post or just on your own, your own unique um, recipe, how do you kind of choose like which cocktails you post and what you think like will do extremely well or what you think might flop? So you kind of just like start from scratch. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think, I guess I, I think about like from a visual side as well as a flavor side. So mm -hmm. um, from a visual side and well, actually on both sides, I pay a lot of attention to my analytics. So like mm -hmm. what types of uh, drinks perform well, and then what is it about that po specific post that performed well? Like, was mm -hmm. it the caption? Was it the way it was photographed or was it the actual drink? So mm -hmm. that's kind of where I start from a lot of times. And then um, 
So because of that, I know for me, like people really like bright cocktails. They love pineapples in my, in my drink. So like Mm -hmm. try to, when it makes sense, incorporate those elements and then, um, getting playful with like garnishes and presentation is something that I know works really well with my audience. So Mm -hmm. I try to do that whenever possible. So usually I wouldn't ever, I know beforehand if something might not like color wise is probably one of the biggest things. So, um, mm-hmm. cause I think since you eat and drink with your eyes, obviously you, yeah. you're more inclined to someone's more inclined to maybe make something or test something that's a little bit more visually appealing or pops on their feed. Mm-hmm. So, um, sticking with things that are a little bit colorful. So I don't ever really get to the point where I'm like, oh, I have a gray cocktail. I shouldn't write it. Like it probably wouldn't, wouldn't happen. Definitely. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. I think too, especially just from your brand talking about the bright colors, like, you know, you're more on the fun flirty cocktail side. Yeah. 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 I really like using seasonal produce. That's kind of like the core of most of the drinks, like at Mm -hmm. least one seasonal produce element goes into it. Mm -hmm. And usually that just naturally is colorful, which is nice. (laughs) Right. I know, especially right now is the perfect season, you know, spring and summer, I feel Mm -hmm. like are the most fun. Um, Yeah. (laughs) For, I guess for like new creators, I know you've talked a little bit about like, you know, your beginnings and like the trial and errors, you know, you found to, you know, work your way up to success on Instagram. Do you have like one key piece of advice for new creators who are starting out, who, who want to grow, you know, their accounts? Yeah. Or I have two. Okay. Uh, so the first okay. one is what I mentioned before is get really specific with your niche. And if, or if you've started out and you're not seeing traction, like get more specific because as, um, social media becomes more competitive, like the harder it is, is going to be to break through, but you can still have so much success if you focus on starting with a niche that people are interested in right now, and that isn't super saturated. So Mm. um, I think that again, I've said, I said, probably mentioned it already (laughs) twice, um, that that's like the biggest piece. And then the second piece for me is don't worry about being on every single platform Mm -hmm. and like do perfectly, like focus on the one where you're the person that you're your audience is going to be. And -hmm. hopefully maybe you can set things up. So in the future you might be able to, but it, even just one platform like Instagram is my focus and keeping up with all the different features of Instagram is a huge um, undertaking. And I don't do it alone. I have Mm -hmm. my husband, we have uh, part-time team members that work for us. So, and, and we're really just mainly still focused on Instagram, even though we have other things. So don't feel this need to be like on every platform, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, like it's just overwhelming. So when you're starting out, pick the one, mm-hmm. really focus there. And then, um, and then hopefully set things up, like some systems up. So in the future, it's easy for you to um, get into the next one if it's worth worthwhile, worth your time and your audience is there. Yeah, no, that's wonderful advice. Um, really, you know, honing in on your skills on one platform. Um, I know you all, 
you know, you have Instagram and you've done some reels. Do you enjoy, you know, that video content there? And would you ever kind of transition more um, to like TikTok or video based mm-hmm. platforms? Yeah, we love video and definitely most brands want video right now. Instagram right. obviously wants you to post video right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really like that, like engaging video is something that people want want more of. Um, and I like the other thing that I like about like reels and TikTok content is that it doesn't always need to be as refined as like it can be, but it doesn't always need to be as refined. Like people want the real stuff. Um, mm. So it's not as like Instagram before video was a huge part of it. I think it did have to be like really refined. Like mm-hmm. your photography has to be really dialed in. But mm-hmm. now I'm like, you can play around with your reels content and kind of have fun. Mm-hmm. And TikTok is kind of the same way, which is it's more just interesting to see what works for people. So we are very interested in TikTok. However, <laughs> because we promote alcohol, we're yeah. still trying to figure out there's like different, there's a lot more of different rules. And it seems like from what I know so far, more rules than Instagram um, for promoting alcohol. So I'm trying to get really clear on that first before we get started over there, um, mm-hmm. just because, again, any platform is a big undertaking. So making sure mm-hmm. that if we do focus our energy there, that our brands can benefit, the brands that we partner with can benefit from it. Because otherwise, um, like, I guess it's nice to have more followers, but it's not my number one focus is is at really so Mm -hmm. um, I want to make sure before switching more energy to that platform that it makes sense for us so yeah no that makes a lot of sense I know Mm -hmm. I know a lot of brands um, have done well and a lot of brands are still exploring so Mm -hmm. I think that makes perfect sense Um, you know from from your standpoint um, you know kind of where you started in 2018 just a few years ago to where you are now like, you know, what is your future for the social sipper? Um, you know, I know you, you are expecting your first child. So congratulations mm-hmm. on that. Um, that's Thank so exciting. You. I guess, you know, from there, you know, obviously starting a family and trying to grow your account to, you know, trying to balance those things. Where, do, where, do, what is your vision for the social mm-hmm. sipper? Yeah. So just because of where I am in my life right now, which is pregnant, um, yeah. <laughs> definitely working with, um, more non-alcoholic brands is exciting to me sharing more mocktails so throughout my pregnancy or this second half of my pregnancy um every week whenever we share a cocktail we'll also be sharing mocktails which is exciting so hopefully Mm -hmm. we can work with more um like expand to work with brands more brands like crate and barrel or thing or Mm non-alcoholic beverages or mixers and things that make sense um for that also um that is one of the big shifts that I've seen lately is a shift of in like to more interest in mocktails Mm -hmm. um and not uh lower ABV cocktails as well so um I think it's a fun thing to play with for people that are pregnant or just um, don't drink and being Mm -hmm. able to kind of 
a lot of people it, since uh, women in their 20s and 30s is also my audience. Like they're right. all, a lot of them are also like, oh, I, yeah. you. I can't wait for your mocktails. Yeah. So that's, that is one. And then as along with that, just really focusing on, so we have a food and drink photography program and mentorship that Mm -hmm. we work with other creators um, and brands to upgrade their photography. So we're putting a lot of focus there as well, hoping Mm -hmm. to become a resource and help a lot of people like do what we've been able to do, because especially now starting a family and yeah having a life that I've been that from myself and my husband that we created and we work from home and I don't have to think about some of the things like um full-time child care that Mm -hmm. a lot of people have to worry about um Mm -hmm. and for people that want to worry about that and want to work full-time that's amazing but for people that want to be able to uh create what we've created um I want to those people as well. Um, so that's really exciting for me too, to be able to kind of focus on that uh, when I'm, um, well, both when I'm pregnant and then <laughs> beyond. So yeah, yeah. So that's what's what, what we're focused on right now. Mm-hmm. No, that's so exciting. Um, I think it's great to have that work-life balance and creating, you know, the kind of like your dream. And I think that's amazing. So um, it's been a pleasure talking with you and just um, sharing all of your tips and tricks with us. Um, I think it's so exciting to see your cocktails and your platform expand with, like you said, mocktails and more um, lifestyle content um, to tie into your brand. So that's amazing. We, we really appreciate your time today and um, just talking with us on our podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor. And I hope that uh, what I shared is helpful <laughs> and inspiring for your audience. I really appreciate being here. Yeah. No, and if you want to learn more, um, just follow the social sipper uh, on Instagram. Are you on any other platforms right now? Um, you can head to our blog as well at, and that's just the social sipper.com and mm-hmm. You'll probably see us on TikTok soon also with the social sipper. We're like dabble there a little bit, but once we're all in, we'll definitely let you know on Instagram. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you. All right, everybody. That wraps up today's episode of Eat, Drink, Social. Thanks for listening. If you have a story to share or know somebody that does, feel free to reach out to us.